0: Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. But if you're here, if we're here for the right reason, if our heart is engaged in worship, then. We just lift our hearts and our voices and our hands to the Lord, and we just worship Him. Whether we know the words to the to the song or not, we're here to worship Him. Amen. Hallelujah! And we are glad you're here. Like say, welcome to our guest, a friend of Sister Christy, I believe. Nice to have Brian. Brian, nice to have you here. Hallelujah. All right, if we could, if you could uh, cut some lights down for me, Brother Cliff, we'd appreciate it, and uh, we're going to call your attention this morning to the book of Luke, chapter number 5, and we're going to read verses 17 through 19. Amen. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by, who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. Listen to this very carefully. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And before we go any further, we need to be aware of that. You may not, there, there may not be a need in your life here this morning. You may be okay with everything. Life may be, you know, peaches and cream. But there, I can guarantee you that there is someone here today that they do have a need. And they do need the Lord to help them today, whatever that case is. Amen. Verse number 18. Then, behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in, because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop, let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said to him, man, your sins are forgiven you. Of course, there's more to this story, but that's all we want to read here for the sake of time. And I would like to speak to you this morning on this thought the burdens men bear the burdens men bear would you please if you would lift your heart one more time amen and let's just uh, let's pray that the lord would minister to us here today would you heavenly father we thank you lord for every precious soul precious soul in your sight god and you know lord everything about us whether we're young or whether we're old you know the things that are a burden to us here today as we enter into this house of worship, Lord. God, we're asking that you would help us, amen, as we bring forth your word today in a way, God, that would inspire, Lord, and minister to the heart and the soul of those here today. With your help, Lord, we pray, and we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Praise God. Psalm 55 and 22 says, cast your burden on the Lord. The Amplified Version reads, releasing the weight of it, and He will sustain you. The power of the Lord was present in our story there to heal them. And uh, I thought, you know, there there are burdens that men bear, spiritual, physical, social, the way that we carry with us. There are things that, parents, you carry burden for your children. Can I say, get an amen out there? Amen. That's not very many. Parents, you carry a burden for your children. Amen. And I hope and I pray that the children carry a burden for their parents because one day you will be where they are and you will understand the responsibility and the 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 heart, the burden that parents carry for their children and wanting to make sure first and foremost that they are ready to meet God. Hello. And I found a, a is that thing working or not? It is working. Okay. I found a a, a an old photo that I thought uh, was kind of funny and and fitting here. Here we go. Okay? Now this is an old photo. Some of you have been around for a while, you may recognize some of the faces if you look real hard. You can just barely see the the head Glasses up from Brother Steve Clemson there behind, over Brother uh, Collins' shoulder. Can you see him? There he is, all right? <laughs> but that is, uh, that is our youngest daughter, Autumn, and Roberto is carrying the burden of Mary down the aisle during a Christmas program many moons ago, as they say. That's a, that's a great photo. Amen. And, but, the reality, really, that's kind of a, a nice photo. But then there are other things that really we bear. If you could put either one of the other two up there, Brother Ryan, either one of them. Now that, my friend, is a burden. That's one of the most iconic photos that I've ever seen. A man carrying a fellow soldier off the battlefield, but notice there's still fight left in the guy that's being carried off. And then there is the burden that we carry sometimes, that we, that just a lot of baggage. Is the other one there, Brother Ryan? Now that to you may seem really crazy, but I've been to Nepal, and uh, I've seen these Sherpas, and that is not an exaggeration as to what they carry up and down the mountain. They carry a lot. And Galatians 6, 5 tells us we are every man to carry his own burden. But then verse number 2 tells us sometimes we are to carry one another's burdens. There are times when we cast them upon the master because they become too heavy. Have you ever been there? Jesus himself told us, he says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and that he would give us rest. Whatever burden you walked in with this morning, the power of the Lord is here to heal you. If we don't believe that, we're in the wrong place. Come on, church. If we are having church and we do not believe that the power and the presence of God is here to minister to you today, then we are in the wrong business for all the wrong reasons. Because our whole entire lives are founded upon the idea that we can bring your friend into this house And we are of the like-minded faith. Thank you, Brother Ryan, for that message this morning. But we believe that when we get them here, that the Lord's presence will be here, and that we will give that the Master, the King of Kings, We'll give him the opportunity to minister to your friend, to your loved one, to your mother, to your father. I'm reminded and sometimes I, I realize that if our guests first time here, you may think a little out of the ordinary when people come up and they pray, before the preaching or during service or whatever, but I'm reminded of the photo there that I showed you earlier, and I'm reminded it takes me back to a place where when I walked into an assembly, something like this, and I felt the presence of God, and I was a broken young man, and I had many, many burdens, a heavy load that I was carrying But there were men like Brother Collins that literally. You think that it's unusual for people to come down here during service. I want you to know that as a young man with a burden of sin and a burden of brokenness in my life, that I would come to the altar and there would be people that would pray with me sometimes for well over an hour or an hour and a half. They were dealing with a young man that had no had no idea that God was as big as they said that he was. And they were dealing. God was dealing with a young man that was totally without any kind of self-worth or self-value in his life. And I was very confused with the idea that literally that God loved me enough and that those people loved me enough that they would help me unleash and release my burden of sin upon the presence of God that was in the house that day. Whatever we, we are in, we are in the soul business this morning. This may be a little stout. I, I You know, as preachers do and pastors do, you, you always want to preach to a full house. But And uh, there were times in my past that I may have tried to put this on the back burner, as they say because uh, you know you wanted to, you wanted to preach to people but that those days are far gone for me when the Lord, I feel like that He impresses with me something. I've got to believe that there's going to be somebody out there in the audience this morning that God's going to touch and that He's going to minister to and that He's going to awaken your sense that He is real today and He wants to be more real in your life. Allow me to share a burden. Listen, I'm of the age where I've been in this thing for a few years, and I have went through a couple of things that might help you today. I experienced a burden here several years ago. My mother was in the hospital in a coma. I felt like the load I was carrying even before that was too heavy. I was working full time, seven to six, having church four times a week. And I was currently taking care of the church while the pastor was out of town. And I got the call, and uh, I, my mother was in a coma, and she uh, spent a week in the hospital. And uh, I was under a very heavy load. I, I just didn't feel like that I could carry it. The only thing that I could do was I took it in prayer to the house of God at the altar. And I did feel his presence. And I did feel like that he did hear me. And I walked out one day. And I have shared this with some before, but it's worth repeating. It's, it, it, it's in, my, in my treasure chest at home where I keep such things. And as I left the church, I felt pretty good, but I went up to my car and I found that somebody had left a note, and here's what the note said just on, a, on an envelope here. And here's what it read. It says, I asked God to give you a message. I felt something from God and that God could comfort more than any could say, this is what I felt he said. I am the father of those that hear me, and my son, I have heard you. I don't claim, the writer here said, I don't claim to be very spiritual, but your sorrow for your mama has burdened me. And I asked for a message for you with all sincerity. Never even put their name on it. Two days later, my mother awoke from out of her coma and she was released from the hospital that same month approximately a week after she was released let me let me read to you what she wrote this my mother was unsaved but here's what she wrote and this was on her obituary one year later, almost to the day. But here's what she wrote from after I received that and God woke her up and and healed her. And here's what she wrote. She says, I love you, Jesus, with all my heart. I love you right from the start. You reached out and touched me and talked to me. You gave me another chance to live and to be with my family. You took away the pain and so that I... So that I could have and see more tomorrows. I love you Jesus written by Virginia R. Harvey. I'm here to remind you today that you and I, we go through things. We carry heavy loads. And sometimes God allows somebody to reach out and to take part of that load that you're carrying. And they take it to God on your behalf. Parents, dads, mothers, you take your children children's burdens before God on their behalf because maybe they can't carry that to them. They don't have the wisdom. They don't know what it feels like. I hope you're with me this morning. That made a, such an impact in my life. Now I was reminded of the story of Moses' father-in-law named Jethro in Exodus 18, 18. Jethro spoke to Moses. Moses stood before the people, Bible says, from morning to night and listened to them for trying to, trying to do what he could to help them, trying to do what he could to help them. And here's what Jethro said. He said, Moses, you shall surely wear away both you and the people for this thing is to heavy for you you are not able to perform it by yourself i'm here to remind you and me all this morning that you don't need to carry that burden all by yourself you need something from god you can put it at the altar you can release it to him I would like to leave you with a couple of ideas here, a couple of points this morning that you can take with you. One, I want you to know, I want you to comprehend this morning that Jesus is here this morning. His presence is here and when his presence is here that means that he is able to bring healing to whatever need that it has that is in your life whether you're young or whether you're old young person i believe today that there is a burden that you carry home with you after you've been in the public school system all day i believe there's a burden in our young people and they may not express it to mom and dad. But I'm here to tell you that you can release it to the God of all creation. He wants you to listen and to be able to speak to him. Don't carry that thing on your own. And the- My real intention here this morning, in addition to making sure that you're aware that he does want to bring healing to whatever area of your life, but the real real thing here is that I believe that God has always meant for us to carry or to feel the weight or the burden of ministry. The primary burden that the church is carrying is supposed to be carrying here today is our persistence in getting the soul of a man into the presence of God. That's pretty weak, but thank you, Sister Denise. I said that is the primary concern. That is the primary burden that the church is responsible for today. It is not your physical healing, number one, The number one thing is your soul's healing. The number one thing is the forgiveness of your sins. The number one thing is for you to be baptized and have those sins washed away by the blood of Calvary's cross. The number one thing is for you to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and the fire and the power that comes with that. And then he can deal with your physical needs and your financial needs. There's a connection with feeling his presence and feeling a burden. The Ark of the Covenant or the Ark of his presence. Listen carefully. Exodus 25 tells us this. They called that the Ark of the Covenant, of course, but it also was referred to as the Ark of his presence. That represented the presence of the God of the entire universe and Him walking and ministering on behalf of His people. Did it not? Exodus 25, 22, And there I will meet with you and commune with you. From above the mercy seat between the two cherubims, which are upon the ark. Now listen carefully. The ark had to be carried on the shoulders of the sons of Korah, who were of the tribe of Levi, who were part of the Levitical priesthood. That could not, as they tried to do, as they tried to put it on a new vehicle of transportation, and it costed many lives. No, sir. God said, I want you to understand that I am going to be with you. My presence is going to be there. But you also need to understand when it comes to the redemption of men that you are going to have to feel not only my presence, but you're going to have to feel the burden of what it feels like to carry my presence into a world that is in desperate need. They had to shoulder it. Oh, there are many times in my uh, my years of preaching and ministering that I thought, oh. How nice it would be if I could just roll that burden on uh, a new Mercedes Benz and roll it down the road and forget about it. Uh, Listen to me carefully. If the soul of a man, if a soul of your children is going to be saved, it more than likely is going to come from the burden that you feel for that soul. I believe God's intent was the underlying principle of feeling the burden of the gospel. Hear me this morning. The high priest was required to wear a breastplate or a vest, if you will. Engraved on his breastplate was the 12 tribes of Israel. It was a reminder That as that minister, as that high priest that represented, that was bringing the entire country before God, it was a reminder that he had to feel the weight upon his heart of the people that he was ministering for toward God's throne in heaven. What names are on your breastplate this morning? Whose names do you carry on your heart today? What name do you carry? What name do you carry that is a burden on your heart today? I'm sure that high priest, I'm sure there were times as he was getting ready to go behind the holy curtain. That there were times when he thought, oh, if I could just lay aside this, you know, this cumbersome part of the uniform, if you would. But God wanted to make sure that for future reference, when the gospel was going to come into the world, he wanted you and I to understand both Old Testament and New Testament, that there was a place where men's burdens had to be carried not something that you carry in the physical on your shoulder not something that you put on iTunes when you're rolling down the road but it was something that you had to carry on your heart on the inside because there was a burden there because you understood that eternity was real and that everything Every person in the entire world was going to spend eternity in one place or the other. Is that too strong for you this morning? The only way out was the blood atonement. The only way that that was going to reach the masses of people was for you and I to get them into the presence of God. And the only way that was going to happen was when you were like one of those four friends and you were willing to be persistent in carrying that load until they found their way into the presence of Jesus Christ and that he would look on them and say, Sir, son, your sins are forgiven you. Oh, engraved on the breastplate. Twelve tribes of Israel. Fathers, do you carry the names of your children upon your heart today? Grandparents, do you carry the weight of your children and your grandparents and your grandkids on your heart today? Pastor, preacher, Young person, young youth director, pastors, do you carry the weight of those young people? Is it more than just a social activity, but do you carry the weight and the burden of that young person inside of your heart? Does it eat you up? Preacher, I don't know. I think I read one time in the New Testament where it said that we, as men, as husbands, as fathers, that we were the priests of our home. I think I read that somewhere. As we move from the Old Testament to the New Testament, We find Jesus unable, listen to me carefully, we find Jesus unable to bear the weight of his cross. The soldiers compel Simon of Cyrene to help carry the burden of the cross. Know why that is? Is it Jesus meant it to be a partnership in the plan of redemption? There is not a man that is going to be saved today without the preaching of the Word of God. And how shall they hear unless he is sent? And how is he going to be sent unless there is a burden that reaches out into the masses of people and says, God, send me, Lord. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 1.18 for the message of the cross is foolishness, absurd and illogical to those who are perishing and are spiritually dead because they reject it. But to us who are being saved by God's grace, it is the manifestation of the power of God. Jesus said that if you are going to be my disciple, that you must pick up. You have the option of picking it up. You have the option of putting it on a new car. No, sir. He said if you are going to be one of my disciples, then you must pick up your cross and you must follow me. There is no second tier of Christianity. There is no second uh, level uh, of, uh, of trying to reach the world. He meant it so that we could come to an understanding of the principle of the gospel message. I spoke to a uh, to a, a man the other day, and we were speaking about another individual who was trying to find God, and uh, and uh, they were looking for the manifestation of angels. And I told, uh, I said, listen, I said, uh, I, listen, it, it, God never sent angels to preach you the gospel. God will sometimes, ministering angels will appear and help them, even though you probably don't see them. No, sir, when it comes to the gospel, it is only going to come through the burden of a human being that says, Sir, I have a burden for your soul, and I need to help you understand that eternity is coming. Is this too hard? Somebody brought to my attention the other day of a suicide, a car wreck fatality, on and on it goes, on and on it goes. Death is no respecter of person. It is no respecter of age. Doesn't care. The enemy of your soul doesn't care how old you are. No, sir. He just wants to keep you from entering into the heart of an individual that loves God enough to help you to understand that you need God in your life. These four men, they found a way in. They had carried this man as far as they could go. That's the real burden that men are supposed to carry. They were persistent. They, no open doors. Oh, they didn't care. Listen to me. We give up too soon sometimes. Sometimes. We give up too soon sometimes. I'm thankful for a couple of individuals that never gave up on me. I am thankful for the prayers of your grandmother, Brother Clementson. Never gave up. Never gave up. They were persistent, they knew one thing that Jesus was in the house. They knew that their friend had only one option to be healed, and that was they had to get him into the presence of Jesus Christ, or go home. Doors were blocked. Oh, I could tell you several stories about how the adversary has tried to hinder my walk with God, and has thrown up roadblocks in my life to prevent me from, th- from thinking that I was going to preach this gospel or, or whatever. Uh, there have been times in my life where the doors were blocked and uh, because of the adversaries saying, you can't come in here. You can't preach this gospel. Who are you to think that you can do anything for God? The window's blocked. These men were persistent because they knew if God was in the house, then his whole, his whole, his whole focus was going to be on that unsaved man. I don't know how they ripped off the roof. I have not a clue, but I'm sure that they had a good time doing it. Oh yeah, I would love to. I would love to been there. I would. I'd have tore that roof off. I'd have ripped those shingles one by one. They carried. They had carried this man as far as they could. They had done as much as they could. And then the Bible says they released him. They released him. Into the presence of the Lord. And the Lord was watching. He was watching. I believe that he is watching every time that there is a hungry soul out there. And that you are the key to bringing that person into his presence. And into eternal life and being saved if you will. I believe he's watching. I believe that he's wanting. He's wanting to minister. He wants to minister to the masses. He wants to minister to the brokenhearted. He wants to minister to that young man back there. And I apologize if I make you feel uncomfortable. He wants to minister to you. And he wants to minister to you. He wants you to release. He wants you to let down everything that you carry right into his presence. Because then he... He can talk to you. They'd done all they could. And they, whew, whew, what a relief that would have been, right? Oh, come on. The Bible says that every time that we baptize somebody, every time a sinner repents, That they're the angels, get me? The angels rejoice. Did I get that right? Every time a sinner comes to God and repents of his sins, don't you think that the church? That is supposed to carry in a burden. Don't you think that we ought to hang around a little bit at the altar. And pray with people. Don't you think that we ought to take a little bit of extra time. And don't leave until the person is baptized in Jesus name. And the blood of Calvary has washed over their life. Don't you think that we ought to rejoice just a little bit with the angels. I can tell you what it feels like, what it feels like to have one's sins remitted and that it takes a while for the shame and the guilt and everything to to clear out of your, you know, those are the scars that we carry with them. And it's not an easy thing. It it is indeed a transformation of the spirit of of the mind. You have to have people alongside you that will help you get to that place where you all of a sudden, you realize that I am a son of God. I can teach this message. I can win people to God. I can accomplish something for the glory of his name. Oh, what a a release it is. And I know that, I know that Sometimes it, I, I can't put myself in, in the place of a second or a third generation apostolic Christian. I can't do that. You understand? And, uh, but, and, and I, I commend you. And I, I thank God that you've never had the scars of sin Come into your life. I thank God that you don't have to deal with those issues. You understand. But I can only tell you what it feels like. Not only when I was released from my sin. Not only when I heard the words of the master saying that you are forgiven. But I know what it's like every time that I baptize a precious soul into eternal life and I call on the name of Jesus, I'm reminded, Lord, I just want to carry a little bit of the burden that you carry for us. I've thought about this before and I've expressed it to several and I'm not saying this to have a pity party at all, but understand that uh, I, I just uh, I, I it took me 15 years, 15 years it took my wife can be a witness before I ever felt like that. I could, that I was valuable enough to be considered to be used of God. Malachi wrote in one. listen to this. The burden of the word of the Lord is this: I love you. That's the burden that the Lord carries. I love you, Kelly Smith. I love you, Steve Smith. I love you. That's the burden. Of the prophet that he carried with him, knowing that, not knowing really, but knowing that he was going to be preaching about John the Baptist, the forerunner that was going to come and that the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. But his word was that, that, listen, he didn't know that there was going to be 400 years of silence, that they were going to have to to deal with. All he knew was this, that the lasting words of the, the Old Testament prophet was the burden of the word of the Lord came, and it was, I love you. There's help coming. The Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come. He came. The burden bearer to your rescue. Judah said the strength of the burden bearers is decayed. There's too much rubbish. Can't get the job done. As you stand with us today. There's a story that takes place in about 1,100 or so in Germany, two kings in battle. King Conrad III has defeated the Duke of Wealth before taking the village of Weinberg. He gives the men their wives. He gives the men the the men's wives and children leave, but he's told them this. The men, you're going to stand. You're going to be destroyed with the village, but here's the option. He says, the women, the wives... You can take your children and everything, all of your treasures, whatever you can carry on your backs, so you can carry out of that village before we destroy it. The story goes, we don't even know really if it's true, There's, but it's, it, trust me, it's there. You can Google it. And, and uh, the king who had already uh, defeated the villagers uh, King Conrad, as those women that started coming out of the village, he stares in disbelief as he watches the wives emerge from the village. You know what they're carrying on their backs? They're carrying their husbands. They're carrying their husbands. So moves the king that he spares the entire village and gives them their freedom back. There is a castle named in their honor called the Castle of the Faithful Wives. Their treasure that you're carrying. That's the only thing that you can take with you is the treasure. Something close to me is my experience when I took my climb to Mount Everest base camp. Last day of the climb, I was beyond, beyond worn out and sick. I was beyond it. I had not even—I thought I had was going to have to turn around. A couple of days, I've shared the story with you, but. But what happened was on that last day and my Sherpa, Sherpa guide, he said, GK, he says, today, he says, I'm going to carry your backpack. He says, so the only thing that you have to focus on is reaching your destination You have no idea what that did to me in that moment of time. He said, "Give me it back." He was—he was probably only twenty-five, thirty pounds. But it was a weight, and he knew that it was going to be tough for me to finish that race if I—I I had to carry. He says, "Let me carry." This kid's like five foot one. You saw the photo. That's that's what they're used to. They're They're used to carrying heavy loads. And him doing that, I made it to my destination that day. And it was a turning point in my life. I Want you to know this morning. As Paul wrote, he says, you gotta you gotta get rid of the weights. You gotta get rid of them. You can't, you you you're you are not going to reach Mount Everest carrying a lot of a lot of weight on your shoulders, on your back. You are, you are not going to finish the race that I want you to race in with all of the distractions and the burdens of the world on your back. you got to realize and you've got to put it into practice that when you come under a load, that sometimes can be a good thing or a bad thing because if you don't release it to the Lord Jesus Christ and ask him for help, then it is going to cause you to be discouraged in what you are really supposed to be working toward. And that is that you are supposed to, we are supposed to be working on filling the house of the master. Which means that you and I have got to recognize the hour is late We are the 11th hour laborers and we've got to know and understand that whoever God brings us in contact with it's a sure indicator that God's dealing with them because the time is short. As we close here this morning we open this altar and we simply invite you to come, and whatever it is this morning, if you are here and you, you're, you're carrying a load, I want you to understand that we are here, we're here to help you, We're here to support you. We're here as we're, we're, we're the Aaron and the hers this morning to help you fight that enemy. You need a healing. I believe that the Lord can do that for you. You carrying a burden for somebody, why don't you come down here and simply call out their name for a couple of moments and say, Lord, I want you to deal with this person. I wonder if the Lord won't answer that prayer and help you in reaching that person here this next week. Would you come? Dads and moms, children, How about it, kids? You want to come and you want to you want to pray for your moms and dads this morning? Are you brave enough to do that? Or moms and dads, are you are are you, do you feel it? Do you feel the heavy load this morning for your children and your grandchildren? Enough to just come down here and lift your hands to the Lord and your hearts to the Lord and say, God, I want you to help this person today. Would you help me to help them? Oh that's it, that's it. Come on. Let's spend just a few minutes here. And let's lift our hearts to the Lord here. If you have a, if you have a special need today. If you have a special need today, you come right down here to the front of the pulpit here and we'll anoint you and we'll pray with you that the God would minister to that need today. Would you come this morning? That's it, come on. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, sing it, sing it, sing it, sing it. Sing it. Oh yes Lord Yes Lord Hallelujah Hallelujah That's it, that's it That's it, come on Brian God bless you man God bless you Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Oh, let's sing it, sing it, sing it, sing it, sing it, sing it.